As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise God. What a beautiful Tuesday morning. Welcome to Monumental Moments in God's Word, where I am your host, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> Marla Facey. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Uh, I'm going to start out with a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, I just want to say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the blessings, Lord God, the when I haven't been good or haven't done everything that I can or haven't been all that I'm supposed to be, Lord, I just say thank you for your blessings. Thank you for, for your forgiveness and forgiving me when I have done wrong. Father God, I just ask you to continue to forgive me. I ask for forgiveness for what I know that I done wrong and what I did not know that I done wrong. Father God, forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I just want to say thank you because you are good. You are God all by yourself. I praise you, God, because you are you are uh, the most wonderful and the most loving and the most forgiving and the most honorable God. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the bread when I'm hungry. You are the water when I thirst, God. And God, I say thank you. Lord, I ask that you continue to touch and bless the hearers of your word, Lord God. Those that, uh, that need to hear what the sermon is is about today and what the teaching is about it's not a sermon but what your teaching is about lord god father god give those to have an ear let them hear what the spirit of the lord says father god bless each and every person lord god at the sound of my voice lord god continue to watch over people lord god as they're going through these trials the ups and downs of life lord god but let them not get weary in well-doing, but bless them and keep them strong and healthy. And Lord God, let their minds stay on you, God. Now, Father God, bless each and every family member, Lord God, the, those that are close and those that are afar, Lord God, those that want to be in the circle and those that don't, Lord God. Father God, those that have thrown people to the wayside and don't care anymore, that's okay, God. My soul is right with you, and I praise you, and I thank you, God. I praise you because you have wonderfully and fearfully made me, Lord God. No matter what anybody else says, no matter how many people give an account for why and what the, their decisions are, God, but there's only one right way, and that's your way. And so, Father God, Bless those, Lord God, out there that need to know your word and hear your word, Lord God, and understand your word, Lord God. Father God, it is not your will that we just wash people off. But God, they people always want to talk about their peace. But God, only you can give that peace, God. Only you can give that peace that people are so wanting and thinking cutting people out of their life brings them peace. Father God, show them the way. 
because the way that seemeth right to a man is destruction. But only you, God, and your way is right. Your way is the right way. Your way is the only way. So, Father God, bless those people out there, Father God, that have that mindset, Lord. Let Teach them, Lord God. Let them open up their hearts and their minds and their ears and their eyes to your word, to you, God. Let you teach them. Let your spirit teach them. Father God, because we have to wrap our arms around people, whether they do us wrong or not, and forgive and love and continue to, to, to nurture relationships, Lord God. It is your will that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. All should to love you, God, and love each other, Lord God. So help us, help us to grow stronger in your word, stronger in your will, stronger in you, God. Bless those out there that do not have on today, Lord God. Father God, send somebody their way, Lord God, that can bless them, Lord God. And let them have a thankful heart. Bless them, God. Continue to walk in, have me to walk in the way that I should. Father God, take out anything that's not like you in the name of Jesus. Bless each and every sister and brother and uncle and cousin and auntie and grandparents and mothers and fathers and children, aunts and uncles and spouses, God. Bless in the name of Jesus. You continue to walk and help us to walk worthy in our vocation. Help us to do what we're supposed to do. Help us to, to answer our callings and know that the pain has brought us through to a purpose. And Lord God, let us know what our purposes are here on earth, that we can live our lives out living in your purpose, not in purpose that makes us look good, but in the purpose that you have, that you have set to us to do, Lord God. Now, God, let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be victorious in your sight. Help me to grow, to learn, and to achieve the things that you want me to. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, as I was saying. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems, redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. That's Psalms 103 and 5. And so today, 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 I'm going to be coming with believing and not believing. What does the heart of God? Let's talk about the heart of God. And sometimes it's really difficult to picture where God is in the midst of bad things going on. In the midst of all the things that are going on around us, we have people that are being shot and killed for no reason. Whether it's by the police or the enemies out there, or the or the uh, or, or gang members, or, or or just somebody being mean and going into a store, or or a theater, or doing things out there just to injure and hurt people. Thousands of lives are changed forever by a person's bad decision. I read of countless and hear of countless murders, beatings, and crimes that don't make any sense at all. Someone even pulled the plug at a bounce house one time, causing two children to be hospitalized and hurting them. Some kids were crossing train tracks and, 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 and a child lost his life. Oh my God, there's just so much out there. We wish God would just stop all the madness out there. There's people that are hurting and dying and, and car crashes and, and people driving while uh, 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 influenced by alcohol and drugs and hurting 
um, people that are just in their way, I guess you should say it, in their way, in, in the path of destruction. But when we see those innocent people who are victims, children and the elderly, and when it's your child, that's what gets our heart to pumping. That's where all the emotions come from. We've been looking at what I was just praying about, the distorted views of God. There are so many times where we don't even have the proper view of who God really is. And we incorrectly state things as fact, but we have no spiritual or no biblical basis of stating what we state. And we are held accountable for those things. When we get on Facebook and do not put the proper things out there according to the word of God, we can be directing people down the wrong path. That's because we don't have the proper view of who God is. And we incorrectly state something as a fact about God's nature that really isn't. Or about God's character that isn't really true. And then we go through those personal struggles with issues, struggles with issues in life, which at times can cause us, even as believers, to question our belief in God or, or, or why we think the way do, we do. So we end up believing or not believing all at the same time. But for those who don't know Jesus as their personal savior, it causes them to move further away from God because their view is already wrong to start with. And when you have a poor foundation, you struggle to catch up to what the true word of God says. So we've looked at, we put God in a box and we kind of act like God is a, is a genie or something. And as though God is a lover of rules and, and, and he has these certain rules that, that if you break them, that's just it. But what happens when you're not feeling God and you think God is heartless or he doesn't care about our situations or the things that we're going through? Is God really uncaring? Is he heartless? Oftentimes, oftentimes, I sometimes be like, I start out sentences, I guess I should say this, I, I don't care, or I don't really understand why bad things happen in our world. Why do bad things happen to people that seem so undeserving? Sometimes things happen and we say it's in the name of God whom others worship in the in the God that they worship or sometimes they are we say those things out of anger and hostility because so much is going on and it's so much to take in. And sometimes they seem to be so random and absolutely make no sense at all. Some things happen because of our sinfulness and our human era, era like mistakes. We could list a whole multitude of issues that we have or we know other people have and things that have gone wrong. And we could always, it could always leave us questioning our belief. But I want you to ask yourself, how can you believe in a God who doesn't seem to care? Why do bad things happen to good people? 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What did anyone do that was in that school shooting in Yovaldi down the street from me that they deserve to die because of a coward? When you ask yourself, why did innocent children have to die over someone else's cowardly act? I don't have the answer. I don't really have the answer to that. It's a good question. We all wonder at one time or another, why? Why do these bad things happen to innocent children? Or why do these bad things happen to the elderly folks that can't defend themselves? Or why does these bad things happen to people out on the street that are just driving down and just going somewhere? And a drunk driver or, or, or somebody that's on alcohol or, or some type of narcotics or illegal, illicit drugs or something, kill the whole family in an accident or something. But on the other hand, don't, don't we also think, why are these good things happening to bad people? Like, how can certain people get all the money in the world that they need and they don't love God or they don't do right by people or they don't treat people with love and kindness? Now, when we ask that question, we never, never, never include ourselves as part of the bad people, do we? No, we don't. Let me just answer that. No, we don't. We don't never think of anybody as the bad person. We don't. I'm not trying to be funny, but we don't. We never go, you know what, God, I'm bad. And I don't know why I treat somebody nasty. I don't know why I... I don't know why I don't, don't know. I can't love my, my siblings correctly. We never ask ourselves, are we the bad person? We may not look at, we may not steal, murder, be destructive people in our world, but we don't love our neighbor. We may not be that person that we see on the news or the internet, or read about in the newspaper. So therefore, we don't judge ourselves as being that bad. But let's go back. When we looked at the rules of God, or God, at the God of rules, wondering if God is a a thing out there that just wants to not allow us to have joy. Just like a killjoy. The rules remind us that we're sinners in the need of God's grace, really. We've all committed sins. I'm no different. People like to go, oh, well, they're, they call themselves a pastor or they call themselves a minister or they, are they, they're an evangelist or they're a missionary or they're, they're this and they're that. Titles don't make you a not, not a sinner. We're all sinners saved by grace. We've all committed sins. None of us are exempt. 
but only through the power of God and God's love and his grace are we forgiven of those sins. Only if we ask God to forgive us of our sins. So that puts me in no position to judge other people. I'm just telling the truth. I'm no different. You may put somebody on a pedestal and then get mad because they they didn't live up to your expectations. That's People do that all the time. But is right in God's sight? Is that something we should be doing? No, because we all have sinned and come fallen and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have committed sins. None of us in that are breathing every day are exempt. The only rules we need to follow are from the two great commandments. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And to love one another. If we do that, we're following all those Ten Commandments, those rules, those laws. We would never be guilty in God's court when we live our lives that way. But, 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 there are struggles. We struggle with saying we sin. We struggle with admitting to our own problems. We struggle to tell the truth when we caught up in something and we don't want to look bad. We like to list the sins of other people before we talk about our own. We like to talk about how your sister or your brother did wrong, but you don't want to look at yourself. Oh, I've been guilty. I'm no different than anyone else. We can look at the, the murder and be like, oh man, that guy committed murder. Oh my God. But I only told a lie. Woo. <coughs> oh, look, she committed adultery. Oh my, yes, she did. But I only looked at the man. Hmm. I wanted to undress him with my eyes. Okay. He committed robbery over there. Oh, yeah, he, he broke into a bank and stole and, and, and took $5,000 or $10,000. He committed robbery. Oh, my God. But I just took a whole package of pens from work or some paper. Oh, that teen over there, they disrespectful. They so sure are disrespectful to their parents. Oh, my God. Listen to how they talk. I only do it once in a while. But I don't be mean about it. And I don't really mean what I say when I say it. Oh, yes. Does that sound like any of us? I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> okay. Do you see what we do? Do you see how we judge other people and we like to put the the sin only on someone else? We we downplay our own sinful ways and we try to justify what we do while we're constantly pointing fingers at other people. So I got a question for you. When the good things happen to us, do we really deserve it? That's just a question. Do we really deserve all of God's goodness and his grace and his mercy? Because remember, we're all sinners in need of God's grace. And so that includes you and me and anybody out there that's listening to me. Or that will hear me later. That means every person that has a license on the wall to preach the gospel, to share the gospel, to teach the gospel. Every follower of Christ is yet a sinner in the need of God's grace. 
I don't know about you, but I'm part of that group of sinners. I'm not proud to be called a sinner, of course. I don't like to point the fingers all at myself. But if I'm honest, it's me too. You might say, oh, oh, but I'm a pastor. I, 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 no, that, I'm, I'm preaching this to the people out there. Yep, you are. You're still a sinner. You're still a person, a man or a woman, who commits sin. I don't get it right all the time. I don't do everything right all the time. Matter of fact, I probably do more wrong than I could ever imagine, really. Oh, I said that wrong. Oh, I did that. Oh, I didn't treat her. Oh, I lied on her and I didn't mean to. Or I did and I just wanted to look better. I don't get it right all the time. But stop making it seem like you do. We're, we're not always good and perfect. And so that's why people out there like to say, well, you know, I just give up toxic people. I don't, I don't think I need to have a relationship with that person because they're too toxic. Uh, let's turn the shine and light on ourselves. Maybe we're the toxic ones. Maybe you're the toxic person. Everybody, because it doesn't go your way, is not always toxic. Sometimes things that don't go your way is because God didn't want them to go your way. Maybe there's things that have been brought out that you need to soul search about. And he has that person in your thorn, in the, that, that, that thorn in the side. Maybe that person needs to stay in your life so you can see yourself. I don't know about you, but I'm a sinner. Saved by grace. I don't get it right all the time. So since we're not always good and perfect, then we have to ask ourselves why good things happen to us either. What? Why do good things happen to us? Everything's not doom and gloom. If any, anything's good ever happened to you, sometimes you just have to sit back and say, wow, why did God do something good for me when I'm a sinner? Why did he allow this good thing to happen to me after I've done something wrong? But yet at the same time, you also may say my life is not very blessed. Maybe you don't feel like a lot of good things have happened to you. Maybe you feel like that your whole life has been a lot of downs. Unloving, unforgiving, people in your life that didn't treat you right. Maybe you feel like that. So, sometimes we like to compare ourselves to those that are, to other people that are around us. I don't know the reason necessarily why we do, but sometimes we like to compare ourselves to those that that we know. And some have more than we do. Some people have less. They have all kinds of material goods and you like, wow. I retired at the same rank. I got a second. You know, I did this, I did that. And you start Measuring yourself up to people. They have homes and cars and they go on vacations and all kinds of really cool things happen and they got all these electronic gadgets and, you know, you think like that. I, I, you know, all the kids have expensive iPhones and iPads and you compare your income to theirs and your belongings to theirs and sometimes that makes you depressed. You wonder why is God blessing them and it looks like I'm always in the struggle. But let me remind you. Let me remind you of something very, very important. During the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 
and 45, he said, God makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That means lots of people we think don't deserve to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. A lot of people that we think should not have destruction on them and bad things happen. That's going to happen too. That's God. That's part of his plan. Who are we to change it? Who are we to think that we don't deserve certain things or that we should get more than what we have? That's how God works. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Isaiah 55, God declares to us, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So it says, neither are my ways your ways. Your ways, my ways, sorry. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's way is not our way. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. Everything he does is bigger and better than any plan that we could have ever think or imagine. Even if we don't understand, or we don't agree. Maybe we don't agree with this plan. Maybe we don't agree with him. But if God is doing this, then it's, is God fair? I'm going to tell you something. No, God is not fair. Have you ever heard the thing, life is not fair? God is not fair. I do believe that 100%. God is not fair. He's not always fair, but he's just. He's a just God. In our eyes, in our limited human ability to think and to see and to experience and to process life and the things that are happening all around us, God isn't fair. Great things happen to people who are not that good. People get rewarded for things they didn't do. And some people get overlooked. Has that ever happened to you in school or work or while you were on the team and you seem like you did all the work and someone else got all the glory and they didn't even acknowledge you as part of the team? Someone who didn't deserve something got what you believe that you deserve? But if we consider God the divine author and the finisher of our faith, if we consider him the divine one that, that, that can open up doors and shut them and all that kind of stuff, then we're not too happy with God. And usually we tell God what we think. Like, hey, God, what, what's going on here? Because I think I deserve that, not Sammy over there. But that's one of the most simplest ways that we can view God as being not fair. 
And let me give you another reason again. It has to do with our distorted view of who God really is. No, God is not always fair, but he's always just, always just. And let me give you a reason why I say that. If God was always fair, and I need y'all to hear me really good on this. If God was always fair, hmm, he would give us what our sins deserve. But because he is a just God, oh glory, he sent Jesus Christ who became the atonement, atoning sacrifice for us. So I read to you in the beginning, Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Woo! He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay, Ooh, glory to God, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is he, great is his steadfast love towards those who revere him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As father, as a father who shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who he, whom reveal, revere him. And in verse 14, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As far as for a man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like flower of a field. For the wind passes over and it is gone and it places no and it place, its place knows no more. But the steadfast love of the Father is from everlasting to everlasting on those who revere him. And his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, who keep his promise, who keep his vow, and remember to do his commandments. That passage brings us home to the heart of God. Just consider that David wrote in verse 10 through 12, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor does he repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So y'all, God does not say on, uh, on these people are a bunch of pathetic sinners. He don't say that. And I'm going to destroy them. Instead, instead of that, God says, God looks at us with mercy. And he looks upon us with his grace. And he performs his grace for us using all of his power and builds us up. And he tells us, you are my beloved children. I love you. I brought you into this world and I'm not going to take you out of this world. And I'm not going to repay you for all the bad things that you have done, which are many, which are daily. All those sins, I'm going to put them aside. I'm going to push them into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm going to look at the entire world as big as the world is. That's how much I'm going to let go and forgive you of your sins. That's how much I'm going to remove those sins from you. 
just as far as the east is from the west. How does anybody stop going from east to west? How does anybody stop going east and start going west? That's how much God removes our sins from us. So if we was looking at Isaiah in the second chapter, 25th verse, and he says, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my, for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. That's in Isaiah 43 and 25. And then I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you. God's saying, it was like a mist. You know when you spray something and there's mist and it just kind of like evaporates? He says we blotted out our transgressions like mist. And so he says, when I do that, I need you to return to me. Return to me. That's in Isaiah 44 and 22. And then in Hebrews 8 and, 8 and 12, it says, for I will uh, be merciful toward their iniquity. I will be merciful towards their iniquity and I will remember them, their sins no more. Hmm. Hebrews 8 and 12. I got one more verse. I got one more. <laughs> one more verse. Hebrews 10 and 17. He, God also said, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Their lawlessness. That means people that sin and they don't obey the law. I will remember their sins and lawlessness, lawless deeds no more. They're lawless acts. And every so often you have to just thank God that he is not always fair. Think about it. If he was fair, would we be here? He doesn't give us everything that we, that our sins deserve. Yeah, we look at the people that go to prison and go to jail and because they did a sin, we point our fingers and be like, oh, they got to go to jail. Yeah, that's right. They deserve it. But how many times do we sin and we don't wind up behind bars? How many times do you go over the speed limit and you don't get behind bars? How many times do you go down the road, lawlessness, and don't obey the lights and don't obey the traffic signs or don't obey turning on your blinker and perhaps even cause an accident. Do we get what we deserve? Whenever you're tempted to look at whatever it is, all that crazy stuff in the world or our personal situation that feels unjust, you don't feel like you was treated fairly in it. When you call out to God, why would you allow this to happen to me, God? When you say things like that, I want to challenge you. Don't just think about it from your perspective. But think about it from God's perspective. A father who loves you, who has purpose in your pain. How God is with you even when you're hurting. And we should always have a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. Living a life of thanksgiving. Life in relationship with God is, is filled with blessings of gratitude, songs, and praise. Having a passionate energy for life. And God, in Psalms 34 and 12, concerning David, he pretended to be insane in the presence of uh, Abimelech, Abimelech uh, who drove him out, and he departed. But in Psalms 66, 1 through 4, it says, Shout joyfully to God, 
all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. And so David, David was serious about praising God. Y'all know that, right? Life in relationship with his God with God is whole and it should be healthy. It's healthy. Satan the accuser. Man, I done had enough of him. He accuses me for everything. But we have an advocate who stands in front of us, who heals us. He heals us of uh, he heals us of the he heals us of our fears, our doubts, our depression, our anger, our lust, our hatred, our jealousy, our pride, our greed, and on and on and on. He heals us if we give those things to him. Psalms 147 and 3 says he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. So there's life in relationship with God. And we have to make it meaningful. Because God forgives us of our sins. He gives us relationships. He gives us a relationship with him. Because he heals our souls of diseases. So that we understand that life is meaningful. He keeps your life from being or going to waste. He satisfies your mouth. He gives us satisfaction as we grow older. He speaks to our soul. He is saying that one of the benefits of being God's people is that when we are old, we will not have to look back upon our lives with regret. If we live our life from this day forward for God, for God I live and for God I die, if we live this day forward, God says that he will not have us to look back on our lives in, in regret. So there's some practical things that you can do to consider as you praise the Lord. Things that you need to keep in mind while you're praising God. Forget not his benefits. Be aware of the benefit of the things that God appoints you with, anoints you with, gives to you. What your benefit is in living a Christian life. Being, not being separated from Christ. Be honest. Don't be a phony. Don't put on a show or an act. Be real. Be transparent. Be grateful. There is nothing that encourages praise like gratitude, like telling God thank you. Have a thankful heart. Be appreciative to the things that God has done for you. Stop taking it for granted thinking you did it all your own. I hear people say, well, you know, I worked so hard. I'm the only one. And, you know, I do this and I got and, and I thought of this and I do you know that God. It's because of God. There's nothing that you do on your own that is good. It comes from the father. Be vocal about it. Tell somebody else about Christ. Sing his praises. Bless someone with a testimony. Tell them where you, stop trying to hide and be like, hey, I've always been here. I've always done things this way. You, what you see, I just put, I don't have to live in the past. No, but you need to tell your testimony. Stop pretending like you've been all that, all, all your life. Tell your testimony. Tell people of the good, tell people about the goodness of God. Tell them where you used to live. What highway and what street you lived on and how God brought you out. Don't be afraid to testify of God's goodness and his grace and his mercy on your life. Hallelujah. Be natural. Praise God in a way that is natural for you. Don't try to be like sister so-and-so or brother this and that. But be consistent. Be faithful. Make it a part of your everyday experience 
to have a relationship with God. Are you living a life of relationship with God? If you are, then you can't help but praise him. But this is what the same passion that, uh, that David had. How do you praise him? You praise him with your life. You praise him by worshiping him. You praise him by doing what is right in the sight of God. But we must also be careful not to fall into the rut of the Israelis who fell into, how they fell into it, saying one thing and doing another. Be about your father's business. In Isaiah 29 and 13, the Bible tells us that the Lord said, because these people approach me with their mouth to honor me with, with their lip service, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship consists of man-made rules learned by man. <laughs> David said, I will praise him with my whole heart. Mm. I will praise him with all that is within me. I will bless his holy name. That means praise him with your attitude. Praise him with your actions. Praise him with your family. Praise him with your finances. Praise him with your words. Praise him with your works. Praise him with your religion. Praise him with your relationships. Praise him with your voice. Praise him with your work that you do. Praise him with your church. Praise him with your children. Praise him with your hobbies. Oh, glory. <coughs> Praise him with the habits that you have. I will praise him not only in word, but also in my works. I will praise him with everything that is within me. I will bless his holy name. You are a living and meaningful life, a satisfied life. And if your soul has a disease in it that needs to be healed, are you willing to let go and let God? Are you willing to give it to the Lord now? Are you willing to make a difference now? Are you living that meaningful life? Life? Are you living a satisfied life? Does your soul have a disease that needs to be healed? Go get your healing. Are you living in God's purpose? Or are you just doing your own thing? Hallelujah. Praise God. That's really all I have. Live your life to the fullest in Christ. In Christ. Strengthen your relationship with God. And everything else will fall in line in its timing. In God's timing. Hallelujah. I am actually done. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God. Thank God, I thank God, I thank God. Woo, glory, glory. I thank you, Lord, I thank you. Mm. What a word, what a word, what a word, what a beautiful, purifying word. I praise the Lord for it. Thank you all for joining today. And I'm going to leave out with a song by... Um, Change me by Tamara Moon. I hope this blesses you, your heart. I do not have any rights to this music, but I hope that you hear it. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Wash me through, through, create a clean.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.